What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I am here to conclude the season two of The Witcher. I have been reviewing all the episodes of The Witcher up to this point, and now I am finally able to review episodes seven and eight, as well as give you my final thoughts on season two as a whole. Uh, of The Witcher. So if you have not seen Season 2, if you're not seeing Episodes 7 and 8, and or the rest of the season, I guess. I don't know why you're clicking on this episode if you haven't seen the rest of the season. But if you want to avoid spoilers, then now is the chance to push pause, go watch Season 2, Season 1, whatever you have to do to get caught up, and then come back to this review. If you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us and you want to have that opportunity to kind of pick out the next, uh, or vote, I should say, for the next TV series that we review, or and or movie, I should say, then you need to go to patreon.com slash 2game. That is the number 2. Support us in any of those tiers, and you get access to our Discord, which is where you get to vote. You get also access to our uh, exclusive podcasts and segments. So if that entices you, then patreon.com slash 2game. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, Michael King, Casey Pye, Christina Lambeau, uh, Brian slash Corey Costa, and Ryan Sibley. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier every single month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this, so thank you so much. So let's go ahead and just jump into The Witcher Season 2, Episode 7 and 8. Following the uh, the review on Episode 8, I will give you my journalized thoughts on the entire season as a whole. Uh, I got a lot to say about this, so... Uh, this might run a little bit longer than than normal. I, I don't know. But I do have a lot to say about Season 2. Mostly positive, but, you know, there are some negative things that they just have not been able to correct between Season 1 and Season 2. So we're going to jump into that in just a minute, guys. But let's go ahead and start with Episode number 7, which is titled Voleth Mir. Uh, Yennefer and Ciri portal to the home of the woman who took Ciri in and discover the family was murdered by Rince, uh, Rance, however the fuck you want to say it, okay? Firefucker from the last episode, okay? Uh, Geralt frees Dandelion from prison and asks for help finding Yennefer and Ciri. Dandelion tells Geralt about Yennefer's lost magic and her muttered incantation. Geralt recognizes the incantation and realizes Jennifer is in a league with the Deathless Mother, or Valith Mir, a demon that feeds on pain. The two meet up and join with Yarpin Zigrin's dwarven crew. The birth of Francesca's uh, baby causes the elves to rethink priorities, and they decide to focus on rebuilding instead of fighting for Nilfgaard. Francesca tells a concerned Frangela that she values the bond of blood over friendship. Frangela travels to Eratusa to ask her uncle uh, for help, hoping their bond of blood will sway him, but uh, he dismisses her, suggesting she never had power in Nilfgaard to begin with. Frustrated with her slipping grasp on power, Frangela assassinates four of the White Flames generals and intimidates Cahir into vouching for her to the Emperor. Tesea tells Vigaforts about Ciri betraying Triss. Dara quits spying for Dijkstra. Ciri inadvertently reads Yennefer's mind and sees her betrayal Upset, Ciri has an outburst that alerts a nearby Nilfgaardian patrol. By the way, when she alerts, when she does this, it's like they're like 10 feet from her. This all happens in the span of like 10 seconds. Uh, I will kind of jump into that in just a minute, but that whole scene is just, 
Like it looks like it's it's cool, like some of the stuff that they're doing, but it feels like overly rushed. But anyways, uh, Geralt, Dandelion, and Yarpin arrive in time to defeat them just in time. Let me tell you, it was uh, awfully coincidental, them being right down the road as well. Uh, Geralt draws his blade on Yennefer and tells Yarpin and Dandelion to take Ciri to Kaer Morin. Yennefer recites the incantation. In the castle, Francesca awakens to find her baby murdered. Her outburst of pain gives Bolivmir the strength to break free. Geralt and Yennefer arrive as the demon escapes the hut. So what are my thoughts on episode 7? Well, first off, I give it a 7.5. I think it's a pretty good episode. It's not great. The issue with this episode is it focuses a lot on stuff that does not involve Geralt and or Ciri. So, up to this point in season 2... That has been the one thing that I have been craving the most. I, I like I want Siri, I want Geralt, and I want some Yennefer thrown in there as well. So this episode, not including any of those three, or it is not. It's not like they don't include them. It's just they're kind of put on the back burner for the uh, for the show to kind of showcase where these other storylines are heading. So we get a lot of Vilgeforts and Taseya and the uh, the Brotherhood, and then we also get uh, a lot of Dijkstra, and uh, we also get a lot of the Elves as well. And that's kind of the main stuff that is focused on in this episode. So it's a lot of just moving pieces around the board for the finale. And then at the very end of the episode, we get the release of the overarching villain, for the season, which is Voleth Mir, the uh, the Deathless Mother. So naturally, when this episode kind of involves or revolves around some of the characters I haven't really been too fond of up to this point in season two, yeah, this episode's going to kind of lack a little bit. I mean, first off, the episode starts and Vilgefortz and Tessaia, they're a thing now? Like, when did that happen? Like, all of a sudden, they're like, I love you. Oh, my God. Just take me to bed. And I'm like, when did that ever get developed? Okay, I, I have no idea. And I even looked at some reviews. Maybe maybe I missed something along the way. No, they're all thinking the exact same thing. Since when did they become a thing? No clue. And then speaking of which, Vilgefortz, I, I don't know what's going on with like his costume, his wardrobe or whatever, but the dude looks like Tony Soprano walking around in a, in a bathrobe every single time that we see him. It's like, dude, do you have something else to wear? Like, you always wear a robe. And I, I don't understand it. Like, did you just get out of the bath? Or or what's the deal? I, I gotta say, I don't really care for some of the costume designs in a lot of these characters. And it's, it's to me, one of the things that really holds the show back from being that next, quote-unquote, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones had the... Obviously, they had a lot of money behind it, but they had that production value. They had the costume designs. You absolutely felt like Game of Thrones was real. Like, all the stuff looked and felt real, and that was one of the things that really sold the show for me was it didn't feel like it was actually a movie, okay? It didn't feel like it was uh, CGI and whatnot. These, it just looks like cosplay costumes, and I said that back in Season 1 that a lot of the sets, a lot of the designs and whatnot was... It just looked cheap, it, and it felt empty, and that continues to be the case. Now, granted, Season 2 has been a lot better in that regard, whereas I, I feel like the the world actually feels lived in. Actually, the world feels, you know, real. 
And that's a huge step up from season one, I will say that. But Vilgefortz, like, dude just crawled out of bed and just threw a bathrobe on. And he was like, come back to bed, Tessaia. And it was it was just really weird to, to kind of see that relationship all of a sudden. And it's like, am I supposed to, like, be okay with this? Like, you have not developed these two at all throughout the entire season. Tessaia has been one of the weakest points in this season. And to me... She was, at the very beginning of the season, when she was heartbroken that Yennefer was dead, it's like, okay, we're going to get some, we're going to get some Taseya stuff throughout this, throughout the season. And that really hasn't been the case. So when you go into episode seven and you're seeing Vilgefortz and Taseya, and it's really just, I, I really don't care. So that's kind of where I'm at with, uh, that side of the storyline of season two. So season, excuse me. Episode seven kind of focuses on that a little bit, and I'm like, I don't, I really don't care, honestly. And then you got some of the elves stuff. Look, there is one thing on this show, or two things on this show that I give no fucks about at this point. One n- numero uno thing that I do not care about. That would be the politics. Politics in this show are completely terrible. It's all like I don't understand any of what's going on. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's so convoluted. It's so uh, messy that it's hard to follow. So to me, I, Game of Thrones did like politicking so much better. Like you could follow along. They they kind of held your hand with it. This one is like, what is the true intention of any of these characters? And they don't really develop any of those characters. So Dijkstra, who I know is kind of a, a sneaky guy to begin with, sneaky sneaky, he doesn't really get any kind of development throughout the season. I mean, he's in, what, two episodes? I think on the uh, last review I mentioned, is he going to show back up? They just randomly throw that dude in, like, on one of the first episodes? Like, no clue. And he shows up in this episode, and it's like, uh... I mean, okay, I really don't care. And that's kind of my point, is the storylines not involving Geralt, Ciri, or Yennefer, I do not care about whatsoever. They have struggled to kind of maintain those storylines and build interest in those storylines as well. And then we got Francesca, who put Frangella in the friend zone, which was awesome, by the way. Uh, Now, by the way, like I had already mentioned, I don't care about the elves whatsoever. No future spoilers. Uh, I might have interest coming later. Okay, we'll get to that in just a second. But Francesca putting Frangella in the friend zone was awesome. Frangella looked like she was genuinely hurt by that. Like, I, I, I think Frangella thought that as more of a, uh, of a relationship rather than a friendship. So I I don't know that for a fact, uh, but but yeah, she when when Francesca said she will protect blood over anything, including her, that was like friend zone, just go away, friend zone. And then the last thing with Frangella, which is the thing that kind of interests me the most with where she's going now, uh, specifically in episode seven, obviously, because no future spoilers. But the dinner scene with Frangella where she goes in there and just kills everybody after making them all paralyzed and shit with the uh, the nightshade. By the way, I thought that part was poorly executed. I mean, okay. If you're going to be paralyzed, and that's what she said, paralyzed, you can't move, okay? That means you would just, like, you legitimately can't move your extremities. They just fall down to the ground and you just can't pick them up. 
they are legitimately frozen in time and they can't move. So I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the choice of words that they used to describe what was going on. It just it just seems silly, honestly. It seemed like something made out of like a like an eight year old came up with it. That's kind of how I felt that whole scene was uh when, when it took place. Now, granted, when she came in and started stabbing people in the necks and in the eyes and stuff like that, that was dope. Not gonna lie. I haven't seen her this menacing in the show yet. So now I'm kind of like, all right then, like I'm 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 on board. You have my curiosity. Now can you keep it? That is going to be one of the biggest things going from 7 to 8 and then maybe into season 3. And then obviously I'm going to save the the best for last, okay? The Yin Siri dynamic where Yin is actually kind of like training her along the way where they're on their way to uh Sentra. I kind of dig that. Like, that just makes sense to me. And you're seeing her get trained on two different sides. She's getting trained with the uh, the physical front with Geralt. And then with the magical front, she's getting trained by Yennefer. And I feel like it's a natural progression for, for those two characters. It didn't feel forced or anything like that. And it was really interesting to see Yennefer kind of go from this power-hungry woman in Season 1. You know, she's... She has that lust for power and for acceptance and whatnot. And in season two, she gets all that stripped away. And up to this point, she has wanted she's wanted that power back. And now she's kind of like shady and she kind of wants to deliver Siri to the uh, Deathless Mother and whatnot. But along the way, she's kind of developing this relationship with Siri. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of, of developing that relationship. And she's just here and there she's just like you can do it i have faith in you and it's kind of like completing an arc for her character now when we get into episode eight they will have a little bit of an issue with that but nonetheless up to episode seven i I think yennefer has improved with every episode uh her storyline has gotten better with every episode uh and i was not sure that i was going to like anything with yennefer after the first couple of episodes. So I think she has definitely had the, not I'm not going to say the most improvement, because Siri is definitely the most improved character on the show up to this point. But throughout the season, she has definitely gotten the most steady progress in terms of other characters other than Siri. So she would be number two on that list. But yeah, the, the Geralt stuff, where he's like the father figure for Siri. And them going back and forth with that, you know, she wants to go rescue him, and then he wants to go rescue her. I, I love that dynamic. I love that relationship between Siri and Geralt. It has been perfectly done up to this point. And it's crazy to think of how great that relationship is now, considering what we got in Season 1. And I've read a couple of reviews, and season one has been described as the uh, the prologue. It's the uh, the setting up of the characters and whatnot. And season two is all about like setting up the uh, the character development and the uh, storylines. Whereas the rest of the series can start with with season three, and that's when the overall story of The Witcher starts. A lot of people have been saying that online. Uh, I I agree to that of that to to some extent. But yeah, episode seven pretty good it just it had a bunch of stuff in there that i just i didn't really give a shit about and it's the politics and everything not involving yennefer Geralt, and siri uh if if them three are on scene totally dig it if they're not on scene eh, i'm good okay i'm good 
And now let's go ahead and jump into the season finale, episode 8, titled Family. A possessed Siri begins killing witchers in their sleep at Kaer Morin. The remaining witchers, Yennefer and Dandelion, plan on expelling Volathmir from Ciri. Uh, Volathmir uses Ciri's powers to uncover a monolith hidden in the wall, then portals in several basilisks. Geralt and Vesemir attempt to contain Ciri while the rest of the witchers battle the monsters. Blaming the Northern Kingdoms for the loss of her newborn, Francesca kills human babies in Redania. Yennefer offers herself up as a host for Volathmir after apologizing to Ciri, freeing the princess from its control. Ciri transports Geralt and Yennefer to an unknown world where Volathmir leaves Yennefer's body. Ciri, Geralt, and Yennefer glimpse the wild hunt who plan to abduct Ciri as Volathmir recreates his body and rejoins them. Back at Kaer Morin, upon fleeing that world, Yennefer finds that her powers have returned. Geralt realizes Ciri cannot stay at Kaer Morin, deducing that Vizimir is after Ciri, the Brotherhood, and the remaining Northern Monarchs put a bounty on Ciri and her protectors. Istrid tells Francesca of Ciri's elder blood, and she realizes Ciri is the elves' hope. Emperor Amir arrives at Sintra and reveals that he had Francesca's newborn killed. He orders Frangilla and Cahir uh, arrested for lying to him and is further revealed to be Ciri's father, Dunny. So I have two words for this episode. And it's going to describe how I feel about it with just two words, okay? Fuck yes. This is what I want from The Witcher. This was almost a perfect episode perfect episode this is probably the best episode of the witcher uh right there along with what was it, the first couple episodes of the season this is this is what i'm talking about i was hooked to the screen for the entire uh one hour uh runtime i was on the edge of my seat i i loved that that banquet scene of of uh siri importing all the uh the basilisk and the witchers fighting them now one thing about that is Geralt is able to slay one by himself and they all have trouble killing like two and there's mo- multiple witchers attacking these basilisks. So I'm like, bro, y'all, y'all kind of suck actually. Right. I mean, yeah, y'all, sh- y'all should be able to take those things down. Like that's what you do. Geralt can do it himself and doesn't need any help. But anyways, that, that banquet scene was fucking dope. It had, it had the tension. It had the, uh, the the heartfelt moments. It hit you in the feels. It had the tension. It had A, B, C, D, all of the above. Okay? And I I felt like that's some of the best moments of the series up till now. Now, one of the issues with that scene is, and I'll, I'll, I give credit when it's due, but I'm also going to give the negatives when it's due. That scene took place in a small room. Okay? So I don't know how... You know, multiple basilisks going in into that room, and they're able to maneuver themselves and whatnot. So, I, I don't know. Like mobility wise, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But it was a big banquet hall. But but still, okay. I I, I would have liked them to have gotten out in the opening a little bit. But that's just me nitpicking it a little bit. But the absolute star of this episode is the relationship between Siri and Geralt. That if that was not worked on for the entire season, if that was not at one hundred percent, this episode absolutely does not work because they have done the legwork 
all season long to kind of make you believe in this relationship for them to actually care for each other. Now, I will say, I didn't really understand how he can just all of a sudden just want his child surprise just based off an argument with Yennefer. But whatever, we're, we're past that point, okay? And they have developed that relationship all season long, and it absolutely works in this episode when he's trying to convince her to uh, to push the deathless mother out. And you can kind of see that struggle with Siri also, which I thought they did a really good job of. I mean, it could have been a little bit better uh, to see her struggle a little bit, but I thought for what they showed us, it was it was actually really great. She's struggling to choose between her real life and the life that she wished she did have, which is with her with her grandmother, and then her mom and her dad are there, and it's like that perfect little life, you know. She's not out in the open and alone and whatnot, but then it's Geralt kind of helping her along the way hey come back come back to us we need you and i i think if that relationship was not 10 out of 10 that scene or those scenes in general do not work so i oh man to have the entire season kind of coalesce into this one little moment uh it was 100 percent earned and it is some of the best moments in the witcher up to this point and it makes me excited for what they're going to show in Season 3. And then, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to hold off on Season 3 in just a second. But, yeah, the Siri and the uh, Geralt stuff was really great. And then they threw a little bit of Yennefer in there as well. And I, I thought they have done, up to this point, each episode they have gotten better with her. And I thought they did a good job in this episode. Could have been better. And one of the issues I have with that is just how Yennefer just so easily gets her powers back. And it's like the the show didn't have an, an answer for for that plot line. Like the whole season, it's been oh, Jennifer's gonna do the a, a bad deed to get her powers back. You know, she's gonna do whatever it takes to get her powers back, right? And it's kind of been the overarching theme for Jennifer's storyline throughout all eight episodes. And then they get transported to this other sphere, and then like after the Deathless Mother kind of invades her or whatever, uh, or possesses her, I should say. And then all of a sudden, she just has her powers back. Like, they even kind of mention, oh, yeah, I got my powers back. Like, they didn't even care to give you a good reason as to as to why. And then I thought the uh, the reason why she left Siri, went into Yennefer, was, was kind of dumb. Maybe a little complicated, the way they did it. And then they went to the spear world where, uh, where the wild hunt shows up. And then the wild, the deathless mother, excuse me, just leaves Jennifer's body all willy nilly, and it's like, okay, it just it seemed too perfect to me. It seemed like they didn't really have an answer for how to uh, to tie that all up in a bow. So that's one of the issues of why it's a nine point five versus a ten. I, I think the episode could have done a little bit better job of kind of. Uh, discussing, not discussing, but kind of laying out the information as to why she got her powers back uh, and why the Deathless Mother just all of a sudden just left all willy-nilly, even after just, you know, getting into the other body. Like, you just went into Yennefer, and now you're out of Yennefer, and now you're a part of the Wild Hunt. They just did a very poor job of kind of explaining that uh, in those final scenes. And then I want to talk about the uh, the action sequences in this in this episode just for a second. I thought the action sequences were really great. And not only were they great, but they were utilizing all of the Witcher's abilities. And by all the Witcher's abilities, I mean Geralt's abilities because nobody else was really doing anything. He was using all of his signs. He was 
slaying bitches. He was uh, killing some basilisks. I mean, the dude was all over the place. And he was just... It, it's so cool to me to see Geralt using every ability that he has to, to fight these monsters. And to, that is just, it's just so cool to me, honestly. Uh, I really can't say enough good things about how the show has incorporated the actual Witcher verse to the action sequences this this season. I mean, I kind of wish they would have had a little bit more of the uh, the sword fighting from like the first episode of season one, but I will I, I will allow them to use the 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 Witcher signs and whatnot because it is really cool and it adds a lot of diversity to those action sequences uh, when they start incorporating all kinds of different elements. So I really do appreciate that they uh, they took the time to add those types of things uh, over the course of the entire season. So basically half this episode was kind of tying up the loose ends of season two. The other half was teasing season three. It was a big, long trailer for season three. And uh, I don't know. I, I think you can... I think it was blatantly obvious what they were doing with those scenes. Like, you knew, okay, they're they're teasing this for season three. Oh, okay, they're teasing this for season three as well. And another tease for season three. It's like, okay, guys, we get it. You're kind of throwing a lot of season three into a season two episode. Why don't you do, why don't you just make another episode? Make it nine episodes. I, I, I don't know. You know, or, or maybe use this as the second part of the episode as a prologue to, uh, to for the first episode of season three. I, I don't know, but this is season two. Let's focus on season two. Let's tie up some of these loose ends and then kind of tease a little bit for season three. But, I mean, that's just me nitpicking a lot, really, because they do have some interesting storylines that they are teasing for season three, nonetheless. I mean, Francesca and the elves, they're killing babies and shit. And now they're on the lookout for Siri. They want Siri. And then you got Nilfgaard, who wants Siri, and it's her dad. And then you got the Brotherhood, who knows about Siri, and they want her. And then you got Geralt, who knows everybody wants her. So he's going to protect her, and he's leaving Care Morn. Like, season three is going to be balls to the wall. Everybody is going to be looking for her. And they're going to be trying to kill her and take her or, or whatever the case is, okay? And Geralt is going to be using everything in his power to uh, to protect her. And I think that is going to, that sets up a good dynamic for next season. Just that, that tension, right? And then you got Yennefer, who is kind of joining the group. I mean, the episode's name is Family. So they're all kind of together now. So season three should focus on all three at the same exact time, which is very much welcome because one thing I will say is I hate all the different storylines. Like, I get it. You're trying to pair characters up with other characters to kind of get them to interact with each other. But Jesus, like, this is The Witcher, and Yennefer and Ciri haven't had hardly any time together. Uh, Geralt hasn't had any time with Yennefer. So it's like the three main characters haven't really been near each other, and they haven't been together uh, for more than one episode. So... The uh, the anticipation for for season three and what they could provide with that storyline is uh, very intriguing, and I can't wait for season three to to come out. So yeah, overall phenomenal episode. It was just short of being a perfect episode, 
specifically with the whole deathless mother uh possessing Yennefer stuff that that to me was just it was kind of just thrown in there and that really just kind of dropped the the level of the episode for me like you could have came up with a better reason for her to get her powers back or a better reason for the uh, deathless mother to to get beaten so yeah overall 9.5 out of 10 for episode 8 and that concludes all of season 2 and to give you my score for season 2 overall if you've been kind of following along with me you know how I do it and that is I uh, I rate each episode and then at the very end I add it all together and I just get the average and then last season I want to say it was like a 7-7 or something like that and I was like you know what that's actually that's pretty pretty spot on like it's it's been good pretty good not great uh this season, season two, 8.3 out of 10. And I think that is pretty accurate. Um, yeah, it's pretty close to 8.5, which was in my head kind of where I was following uh, before I added it all together. I was like, yeah, maybe like an 8, 8, 4, 8, 5. So got an 8.3 average, which is, hey, I'll take it. That is pretty spot on with how I feel about the season as a whole. The stuff with Siri and Geralt, the absolute MVP of the season. Going from season one to two, I said what I want is more lore. I want more more Witcher monster fights, and I want to care about the Siri storyline. And f- f- my God, they they delivered on all three. Now the lore, they kind of just lore dumped you at uh, a lot of points in the season. And it seems super kind of complicated and whatnot. So I thought they could have done a little bit better job with that. But as far as the monsters and using Witcher signs and the action sequences and then the Geralt and Ciri relationship, that was absolutely fantastic. A complete 180 from what we saw in Season 1. This is a significantly better show now than it was in Season 1. Absolutely. Now, the one thing that I think they do kind of miss out on in this particular season is you're missing some of the uh, the lightheartedness from, from Geralt. And when I say lightheartedness, I mean his uh, his moments of, of levity with his humor and whatnot. Because one thing that I liked in season one was the random F-words. Like, fuck, fuck. And they kind of just gave that all to Yennefer because there were several episodes where that was literally every word that came out of her mouth was was fuck right so they didn't really do that with Geralt this 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 season but granted okay granted he is training and kind of uh teaching his his quote-unquote daughter Siri so he's I guess he's not really just gonna drop f-words every five seconds to her and he didn't really have a whole lot of opportunities to be in just terrible situations uh, mainly because he was in Care Morin for a majority of the season, but I still would have liked a little bit of that of that personality from season one into season two. I thought overall the character development and the uh, the writing uh, was so much better in this season. We had way more interesting characters. Uh, I wasn't going episodes after episode after episode where I was just like I hate everything to do with these people they would kind of sprinkle in some interesting aspects throughout each episode the one thing that i'm still having issue with is the politics of of the series 
I don't like the little one-off characters and they just kind of disappear for a few episodes, like Dijkstra, and then you got the uh, the the King Vizimir and and whatnot. Then you got Frangella, who for the most part of the season I really didn't care about uh, up until his last two episodes, and then you have Francesca, who up until his last episode I didn't really care about whatsoever. I didn't care about the elves at all up until this last episode when they start slaughtering babies. But then after that, like you think they're about to to go to war with everybody, right? And then the next thing you know, they're like, "Oh no, Siri can save us. Let's go find her." And it's like, I mean, are y'all gonna like, are y'all gonna kill some more people? Like that was cool. I mean, not killing babies, but can you go kill some more people? That that was cool, right? So I'm hoping in season three that the elves storyline is so much better. And I hope they kind of continue with the Siri Geralt Yennefer relationship. Uh, like I said, we didn't get a ton of the uh, Yennefer and Siri stuff in season two. Uh, we got a lot of it towards the end, and I hope they kind of push that dynamic forward uh, a lot more than it is, and continue it con- for it to continue to be uh, very interesting. Because right now, those three are the uh, the heart and soul of the series, and I really don't care about anybody else. And then you got the Brotherhood, who is so far from being a a good side story or or whatever to the series. And I, I hope in season three they can kind of fix on that a little bit, make all these storylines feasible, make them all interesting. If not, get rid of them. I mean, do we really need all of these storylines? I don't think so. I, I think that has been the biggest issue for the series as a whole. And one of the things that really holds it back is it's focusing on so many different things. It's like, hey, how about you focus on the the ones that are actually carrying the show, the core? And you can throw Dandelion in there as well. I mean, he has some good moments. For the most part, he was better in the season. But uh, I'm still aggravated by the moments that he kind of interrupts and introduces some humor into it. It feels super Marvel-fied, and I, I just don't like that in, in The Witcher. Like, in Episode 8, when he, he comes in on the battle in the uh, the banquet hall, and he's just like, oh, oh, like, y'all, y'all a little busy? Okay, yeah. And it's like, bruh, is that really? Like, really? Just leave. Why, why are we even focusing on that? It just really cut the tension for me uh, in that particular scene, and he has the knack for doing that in a lot of the episodes but granted that was the only time that i had an issue with him uh in season two in the back half of the season anyways where he showed up but him and the the yennefer stuff i thought was fantastic the banter between them two was was definitely welcomed and i hope that kind of continues uh into season three and then as far as kind of looking forward I hope they continue to make the Wild Hunt the overarching villain, the uh, the Thanos of the Witcherverse. Give us another villain for, for Season 3. Don't make the Wild Hunt show up just yet. Give us somebody else. Now, as far as the Deathless Mother goes, I thought they did a okay job. I'm not going to say decent or good job because they didn't. I thought they could have made her more menacing early on in the season. I mean, she doesn't really show up until the last two episodes. Now, in episode eight, they did a fantastic job of showing her true powers and making her very, like, menacing and whatnot. Like, it almost think that she's going to win the battle. 
So I thought they just showed off her her powers and whatnot uh, very well in episode eight. But I wish they would have kind of kind of sprinkled it in a little bit more over the course of the entire season. I mean, you kind of had an idea that she was going to be the overarching villain for season three. But when you don't really develop her or kind of clue us in on on what she wants, what her true intentions are, and uh, what she can exactly do and whatnot over the whole season, it's kind of it kind of just feels lackluster when she finally just shows up, you know. So that would be one of the biggest issues with the season as a whole for me. The deathless mother was was cool in concept, honestly, super cool, but they just didn't capitalize on it or execute it uh, properly. But yeah, guys, that is going to be it for me. Overall, 8.3 for the season. I thought it was a great season, and I am 100% looking forward to season three. It's not going to be something where I watch it like two years after it comes out, okay? It's going to be a uh, day one kind of watch for me uh, when it finally releases, and I will obviously review the series when it comes out, but I appreciate y'all joining me for this review series. Please send me an email or comment on our Facebook and let me know what you think about our TV series review series. Uh, I mean, is it too many episodes at once? Are the episodes too long or or what? You know, tell me how to improve these episodes uh, because, hey, this content is for y'all, not for me. But thank you for joining me on this series. I appreciate the support and I will catch y'all next week on another episode. Laters.